A Washington public school is requiring student athletes to wear COVID tracking monitors. Delta Airlines is to charge the unvaccinated employees $200 per month. The Supreme Court rules and reinstates the stay in Mexico policy and the new New York governor added 12,000 deaths to the Cuomo death COVID tally. We'll all this and more in just one second. Please drop a like, subscribe, turn post notifications on every single day. If you can, go subscribe to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show and all the podcast apps. Go there right now and subscribe. Also, if you do want to support me even further, please consider becoming a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, and even a Patreon member. Greatly appreciate it. Let's get right into this. So Delta Airlines is to charge unvaccinated employees $200 per month. On Wednesday, Delta Airlines made the announcement that stating, starting in November, unvaccinated workers will be subject to a $200 charge on their monthly health care plan. Delta Airlines will require weekly, weekly COVID testing for its personnel starting in September 12th. If they are not vaccinated, then starting in November, those who are still unvaccinated will be subject to a $200 a month surcharge in a statement. Now, this, this is going to be added to their monthly health care plan. It's probably to make up for the price of COVID testing, maybe. The average hospital stay for Delta employees infected with COVID-19 is $50,000, says the CEO in a memo to employees. He added that the charge highlights the finance, uh, financial risk the decision not to vaccinate is, a, uh, is creating for our company. I guess that makes kind of sense for, for the company, but still completely unfair to the unvaccinated. Delta has, and, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's encroaching on, uh, you know, people's personal freedoms in a way. Delta has also announced that seeing September 12th that it will require unvaccinated workers to get tested weekly uh, if they travel to an area of high transmission, and the $200 health care charge will go into effect November 1st. Now, before I read more into this, I just want to talk about how, how ironic this is when it comes to dealing with socialists and people on the left. They're all anti-big business. Big business is evil. Unionize. You need to have power over the big corporations. So much and so that they literally want to have power over the corporations to the point where they're where they're pretty much running the corporations out of business. They're picketing and, and demanding minimum wages that are just not going to be valid. Vi- um, uh, sorry, they're not going to be valid. I'm losing my words here, too. It's going to lead to their firings, if they what they, what they ask for a lot of times. I, I pulled a Joe Biden moment on you guys. Forgive me. <laughs> but it's so funny now watching the left cheer for things like this, supporting stuff like this, where can you imagine... If it was a company, the opposite way around. Or you're, you, whenever Amazon tries to force anything on their employees, they're like, pick it, protest, whatever you have to do, unionize, this, that, and the other thing. Have power over the corporations. But when the corporations are saying something like, get vaccinated or you're going to have to pay us money to work for us, they're totally okay, totally fine with that. Where they're, they're, their ideology is completely wildly inconsistent to what they say that they're preaching. It's a sliding scale based on, well, is it something I like or something I don't like? Is this government tyranny something I like or government tyranny something I don't like? Is this corporate tyranny something I like or something I don't like? And it's a sliding scale based on what they like or not. It's not just corporations should not have this power over your lives. It's not just uh, politicians should not have this power over your life. What theirs is, Depends on what it is. Is it something I like or is it something I don't like? And they don't realize that, you know, in their, in their ideology, we just need the right dictator at the helm. We just need the right dictator to call the shots because Trump, he's the wrong dictator. You know, 
completely ignoring the fact that he's he he was for more smaller government. So I don't know how that can make you a dictator or a tyrant. He's literally saying, "You guys can do what you want with the vaccine." What a tyrant! Hang him. Makes literally no sense. They're just wildly inconsistent. We just see it every single time popping up. Um, someone tweeted out breaking Delta versus the Delta variant. AT, uh, ATL-based airline reports 25% of employees is still not vaccinated, costing Delta $50,000 per COVID hospitalization. Unvaccinated Delta employees will have to pay a $200 monthly insurance surcharge. All recent hospitalizations were unvaccinated. Uh, while Delta has not moved to require all employees to be vaccinated, other airlines are. United Airlines made an announcement early August that it would require all employees to get vaccinated as an airline industry suffered from during the pandemic. The Delta variant is causing other decrease in flight traffic. Airlines are working hard to recover. Uh, now, here's the thing is they, they're not requiring, uh, you know, I guess uh, in results of firing, uh, like I think United said they'll fire uh, unvaccinated workers. Uh, but, you know, how about this? Why, why, why don't all the employees just wear hazmat gear so they don't get sick? Lower your insurance costs. Whereas in a situation like this, in a normal leftist situation, would be that the left would be like, this is outrageous. Why are we, you know, you shouldn't have to pay these evil, greedy corporation for, for your choice of freedom. You, you think that's what the left would be supporting, like down with the corporation. That's not what they're supporting. They're in favor of it because it goes something that is in favor of their agenda. No, inc- no consistency. They're just wildly inconsistent. Um, and even when it, when it comes to anything, it's the same exact way. So a Washington public school is requiring student athletes to wear tracking monitors to trace COVID. Parents had to sign a consent form in order for their students to play on the school's teams. But don't worry, don't worry, guys. The Daily Dot came out and said, high school falsely accused by conservative outlets for forcing unvaccinated teens to wear ankle monitors. A conservative outlet misinterpreted the school's voluntary contract tracing program. It's okay, it's okay. You know, it was was a false assumption. Let's read what the spokesperson said. A spokesperson for whatever originally told the Daily Dot the trackers were entirely voluntary. So they have to wear trackers. But this morning, the school revisited its statement. The Daily Dot note that the students could opt out. But if they did, they would not be allowed to participate in sports. Let's see what the post-millennial said. Um, Either way, um, the story that I just read still holds true, that kids are being forced to wear these tracking monitors in order to play sports, a a normal function of schooling. However, the post-millennial framing that the school was forcing unvaccinated students to wear monitors. The bias of the article remains untrue. The program was the program was for everyone, not vaccinated, not unvaccinated people. The post-millennial has since updated their headline to correct in its inaccuracies. Uh, they told the Daily Dot it now shelves the device until further notice. So that's the that's the issue that they made. That the program was for everyone, not just the unvaccinated, which Completely defeats the purpose of the vaccine. Uh, duh. Why, why would I still have to wear a tracking monitor and a mask and all this and all that if I got the vaccine? Uh, how, shame on the post-millennial for saying it's for the unvaccinated and not for everyone. Um, like, that makes it any better. It actually makes it completely worse. So let's see. The original article appealed below. A conservative media outlet sensationalized, sensationally claimed that Tuesday that a high school in Washington state was forcing unvaccinated students to wear ankle monitors, but numeral aspects of the jarring story are false. 
An article that Plus Money asserted that unvaccinated teens in Eatsville High School have been singled out for electronically monitoring as part of the COVID-19 tracing platform, uh, uh, tracing program. The article quickly gained widespread attention amongst those in health measures and even shared by Donald Trump Jr. Totally normal stuff, guys. The former president's son tweeted out, People better start paying attention because it doesn't end well in my opinion. Yet the article's own headline is contradicting the first paragraph, which notes that the program was aimed only at students involved in athletics regardless of vaccination status. A 15-year-old girl was allegedly forced to wear an ankle tracing monitor for volleyball practice at, at the high school was a condition of participating in team sports. An article began it was required for both vaccinated and unvaccinated students. I, I don't get, oh, let's see, Washington forces students to wear ankle monitors. I, I don't, I don't get how this is um, false, because this is actually a 100% true statement. Washington Public School forces unvaccinated teens to wear ankle monitors. Where in that, are we going to have a grammar lesson? Are we going to have a, a reading comprehension lesson? Because that's stuff I was really bad with in school, like awful. You can ask my dad, I was awful. Probably get, I'll get Fs all the time. The public school is forcing unvaccinated teenagers to wear ankle monitors. That is 100% true, without a doubt. There's obviously more to it, where the public school is forcing also unvaccinated, and this the, the teens to wear the ankle monitors are just the ones part of the athletic programs. So that statement was 100% factually correct. There was more that could com help complete the statement, but that is a 100% factual statement. Uh, and that's not using no double speak. I think that's a, uh, that, that is a proper representation. That headline is a proper representation of the, the story. A 15-year-old girl, because it's, oh, 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 it, it's also for the vaccinated. Oh, it's only for athletic people. Like, that changes the story in any way, shape, or form. It's just as bad. A 15, uh, let's see. Speaking over the phone with the Daily Dot, a representative of the school district stated that the program is entirely opt-in and requires signed permission slips from the parents. The schools also say it's held meetings with the parents to inform about the, about the program. Um, like, okay, now, because kids, forcing kids to wear ankle monitors in order to play sports, does nobody see a problem with this? Oh, well, the post-millennial made a, a slightly misleading, still correct headline about what happened, so... Uh, yeah, uh, wh what, what, make, like, geez, I I'm completely lost for words, how, how the media is, is making, how they're making this out to be. Let's see. On Tuesday, this, the website purpose Q&A section answered questions about the program. The school referred to the devices as proximity monitors for high school contract and moderate indoor contact sports. The monitors are both uh, for both coaches and students on the field, regardless of vaccination status. Gary Neal, the superintendent of the school district, also published a letter addressing the concerns. Neal stated that the censors were only worn during participation in the sports and would allow the school to quickly find any student who may have been exposed. I don't know why you would need an anchor monitor for something like that. Only worn during participation in the sport. So is that as you're playing the sport, you're wearing the ankle monitor? I don't, I don't understand how that would... Uh, help with contract tracing. You're getting tested before and after each game. Doesn't make sense. If you got sick this week, you should know that anyone you came in contact with, everyone on your team, everyone in your classes, everyone in your school was obviously exposed to COVID if you had it for an entire week. Don't know how an anchor, ankle monitor would, would help with that. This system prevents taking students out of the school and athletics unnecessarily. 
Uh, Neil added. It also allows us to keep more students engaged and involved in class as well as in our activities. This is a top priority for staff. Not, not only are, are the youth completely, almost, almost completely immune to COVID, where the flu is quite literally a bigger issue the younger you get in this world. What is, it, it, it's mind-baffling, it's, it's anti-science to be so restrictive on the youth, I guess children, teenagers, it is anti-science to be so restrictive on them. And, and Rand Paul even called it out and called Dr. Fauci out on it, which he was then proven right, Rand Paul, over Fauci, even after the left said that he was anti-science, not a real doctor. You know, Rand, Rand Paul was obviously correct. It is anti-science to be restrictive on our youth uh, when it comes to COVID measures. Completely anti-science. And there's no way about it. But that's the left. The left, men are women, women are men. There's no such thing as gender. Even though women are men and men are women, there's still no such thing as gender. It's all a social construct. It's all made up. Penises and vaginas don't exist. That's, uh, you know, part the Democrat Party, Party of Science. The Supreme Court rules to reinstate uh, the Remain in Mexico policy. The Biden administration is trying to keep the Remain in Mexico policy introduced by former President Donald Trump. The Supreme Court ruled against the administration's attempts on Tuesday. Greg Abbott tweeted out, the U.S. Supreme Court tells that the Biden administration to reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy put in place by the Trump administration. This holds Biden's skirting of immigration laws and will reduce the record number of migrants entering illegally. This is a big win, big win for, for America. The Biden administration attempted to block the ruling from the U.S. district judge uh, that renewed the policy. The court rejected the effort's 6-3 to three vote and stated that the administration will not show how the decision to end the policy was not arbitrary and whatever. The three that opposed the decision were Justice um, Sonia Sotomayor, uh, Stephen Bayer, and Ellen uh, Kangan, which they should just be removed from their, their seats, to be completely honest with you. Back in June, the Biden administration repealed that the policy faced backlash for the border crisis in August, uh, ruled that the reinstated the policy, arguing that it was ended illegally by the administration, ruled that the policy was lawfully rescinded. Okay, uh, so it was a three-to-one vote. This application is presented to justice. Okay, I don't even, no point of reading that. Missouri and Texas sued the administration this spring, also arguing that the program was illegally halted. The states added that the decision led to the increase in migrants across the border. While asylum's claims are being reviewed, migrants must remain in Mexico instead of crossing the border to await in the U.S. So this is a big win. It's hopefully this cuts down on a lot of the illegal immigration. Uh, illegal immigration is something that the Democrats clearly support and clearly want. Why do they want it? Because, uh, one, I think, in my opinion, I think they want to create more consumers to— uh, dampen the effects of inflation, um, which also in turn helps out big business because it gives them, you know, hey, we're just going to give all these illegal immigrants a bunch of the money that we're printing and they're going to go become consumers and Apple stock is going to quadruple again. Same thing with Amazon. So the, the big business has incentive. Also, it's driving the wages down that people just can start w working off the books, which it, it's so ironic that illegal immigration is creating a plethora of problems in this country, uh, and most of which of those problems are problems that the Democrats are having problems with. You want your wages to increase? Then stop importing a bunch of people who are going to work off the books for below minimum wage. 
You want to get your free health care, your free this, your free that? Well, guess what? We, part, a big reason is we can't even afford it because of the massive illegal immigrations, immigrants coming in that you want to give free schooling to, that you want to give free health care to. So guess what? You're not going to get it either. No one's going to get it. Plus, you shouldn't even have it anyway. Pay for it yourself. Oh, you can't pay for it yourself because you're not getting paid a high enough wage because of the illegal immigrants coming in and stealing your job? Well, it sounds like you created your own problems. And that's the Democrat Party in a nutshell. They create their own problems, and they want big government to get it out by creating more of those problems, exacerbating those problems and those issues, and just making it worse and worse and worse. Um, Democrats, they're, they're evil Democrats. I believe evil Democrats like Pelosi. They're stupid Democrats like Eric Swalwell and the, and the voting masses um, that don't realize the, the era of their ways. Um, so, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe one day they'll be properly educated and they'll start to wake up, but we'll see. I, I ain't holding my breath. There are, you know, I gotta admit, there are a lot of them starting to wake up. They can see, they're able now to compare and contrast exactly what's going on from this administration versus the Trump administration. The new New York governor adds 12,000 deaths to the publicized COVID tally. That is right. And so delivered another blow what left former Andrew Cuomo's legacy. The New York governor acknowledges on the first day of office that the state had nearly 12,000 more deaths from COVID-19 than Cuomo told the public. The public deserves a clear and honest picture of what's happening, and that's whether it's good or bad. They need to know the truth, and that's how we will restore confidence. Uh, she told the NPR. To be completely honest, she's probably just as bad as Cuomo. She's just in a position. Huh, it's pretty funny. The first, the first governor of New York uh, is a woman because, um, because of the actions of a man. Uh, which something a common thread we keep seeing. You know, the first VP uh, woman was because she, you know, jumped on the back of a man. Uh, the richest woman in the world, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, because she jumped on the back of a man. Uh, I love how the left cherry picks all these uh, strong empowerment females that literally got into their position of power because it was basically handed to them by another man, uh, not because of anything that they accomplished. Uh, that's typically why I don't really support any of the female empowerment movements because they promote people like Cardi B. Uh, in its first daily update uh, on the outbreak Tuesday evening, uh, the office reported that nearly 55.4 thousand people died from the coronavirus in New York based on the death certificate data submitted to the Center of Disease Control and Pre Prevention. That's up from the 43.4 thousand Cuomo reported to the public on Monday, his last day in office. The Democrat who once wildly acclaimed for his, for his leadership during the COVID-19 outbreak resigned in a, in a face of an impeachment trial. It's so funny that the, the legacy of Cuomo has completely exploded to disastrous, epic proportions uh, when it comes to, I guess, the, what we were saying from day one. We were saying, one, the COVID numbers are inflated. Two, Cuomo's orders have led to actual more deaths in nursing homes, even though the numbers are inflated. And three, we knew he was a horrible human being from the start, from the get-go. What was the left doing? He was signing multi-million dollar book deals. The entire mainstream media and celebrities were coming out in support of Cuomo. It seemed like they were prepping him to be the next president one day. They were prepping him. They were blowing him up. He's the greatest. He's a god. Cuomo and Fauci, we love them. They're the greatest human beings who have ever walked the face of the earth. He kept us warm. He kept us safe, blah, blah, blah. Now it's all coming out. He didn't keep none of you safe. He did things that were disastrous. He was this. He was that. He was the other thing. He had to resign in absolute and utter disgrace. And everything that you promoted for him was a complete lie and completely wrong from the get-go. And we were telling you guys, it's all BS. 
The people in the media, they're a little smarter. They knew it was all BS from the start. It was part of the brainwashing, part of the thing keeping people, uh, this false notion, this false belief that Cuomo was actually doing good when he was actually doing god-awful. So let's continue reading. The, the higher number is not entirely new. Federal health officials of some academic institutions tracking COVID deaths in the U.S. have uh, been using the higher tally for many months because they known gap, gaps in the data Cuomo has been choosing to publicize. So people knew that his data was BS. Uh, there's a lot of things that have been happening. Uh, not going to happen. She said, told MSME, transparency is the hallmark of my administration. Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> you know, it's not like us Republicans could call out the BS from miles away every single time. The current use of Cuomo in a new media briefing on uh, a COVID-19 fatality tracker included in the laboratory confirmed COVID-19 deaths reportedly through the state system that clicked the data from the hospitals, nursing homes, and adult care facilities. Uh, that meant that the tally ex excluded people who died at home in hospice, in prisons, in state-run homes uh, for people with disabilities. This includes people who have died of COVID-19 but uh, never got a positive test to confirm diagnosis. So you tell me, like, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's see. How many people, let's see, New York population. The New York population is 8.4 million. Honestly, it, it actually has been going down. <laughs> it peaked in, in 2017 at 8.56 million, uh, and, and it went down. I don't know what it is now. The last number is 2019. Uh, city, uh, is this... New York State or New York, let's see, I'm just going to double check. Okay, New York, okay, New York City population went down. Uh, New York State is different, which it seems like the population has also been going down, um, leaving, uh, let's see, so let's see, about 19.45 million people, 50,000 died. Let's see, New York State COVID deaths, in, in how long, two years it's been? Let's see, the total deaths, 53,000. So that, that, that is what, out of 20 million people, 53.6 thousand people died over the course of, since 2020, nearly two years, 53,000 people died. And that number, one could assume, is most likely artificially inflated. And that number is most likely from people, old, sick, dying people in nursing homes. And when we get down to the grid of it, Maybe only a few hundred, maybe a thousand people who who maybe uh, wouldn't have been already dead by the end of the year probably died from COVID. And hey, don't take my numbers. My numbers are all made up in my head. Fake news, fake news alert, fake news alert. It's not real. My numbers are all made up. I'm just going off of just assumptions. I'm, I'm breaking down the numbers. Uh, don't take my word for it. All fake news, fake news, fake news. Okay. So if we take 53,000 people, how much of that's inflated? Let's just, let's knock, let's just, for the sake of it, let's just bring it down to 30,000. Out of that 30,000, how many from, were from nursing homes? I really don't know at all, and I'm sure the data is probably out there. Let's just say let's knock 10,000 off that real quick. Now we're down to 20,000 deaths. Now how many of those people probably would have been dead by the end of the year? Uh, I think it was told two-thirds. The guy who said that COVID-19 was absolute doomsday initially, he was saying two-thirds of the people dying from COVID would have been dead by the end of the year regardless. So take two-thirds out of that. Uh, what are we left with? 5,000, I think, or 6,000, 8,000, whatever, around there. So five, six, 8,000 deaths were probably from people who actually died from the virus that wouldn't have died. And you hear those anecdotal, uh, you know, I know a friend who got COVID and, you know, uh, they were young and healthy and they ended up dying. 
And nine times out of 10, you find out that they were like 600 pounds and, and had diabetes and cancer. Uh, but there are all those situations where it's like, wow, like that was a young, healthy person or younger, probably 30, 40, 50 years old that actually, you know, died or had severe, you know, severe consequences from it. That does happen. I'm not going to lie. It does happen. Not to anyone I know, maybe friends of friends or family and friends, of, you know, three, three people down the line, three degrees of separation. But is a few thousand people dying out of a population of 20 million? Does that warrant massive lockdowns, massive government control, vaccine mandates? Does that warrant all that? I think not. Uh, if you can, I guess that's about it for the show. If you can, drop this video a like, subscribe to the Pulsifications on new video every single day. Now, if you do support me, please consider becoming a YouTube channel member, a Facebook channel member, or even a Patreon member. That would be greatly appreciated. If you can't do any of those things, if you don't want to give me a dollar, I only want a dollar. If everyone watching the show gives me one dollar a month, ooh, I'll be chilling. I'll be chilling. But if you don't want to do that, go subscribe to the full episode of this show, The Joey Saladino Show, on all the podcast apps. If you go there, and the reason why I tell you guys to go there and listen there, while the, other than watching, I do like it when you guys watch, so you know, click the like and subscribe button, whatever. The only reason why I say go listen to the podcast is because it actually pays more from the advertiser dollars. Um, being honest with you guys, don't money out of your pocket listening to ads. Um, and also you can listen on the go. So you can you can choose between one or the other. You can listen on the go or hey, if you're at a computer or you feel like watching, then you can go watch. You got, you got two options. If you're already listening, then go rate it five stars right now. We need more five stars. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Peace out, guys.